Hey guys, welcome back to GC365. This is day 284. It is October 11th. And I am Kenna. I am an intern here with middle school. I serve with Jordan. And this is... Hi, I'm Shay. I'm an intern with middle school and high school. So exciting. We work together. It's pretty cool. We work together a lot. I'm surprised we haven't gotten sick of each other yet. I don't know. It is what it is. I don't that's possible. No, we're just too funny. (laughs) (laughs) today we went over jeremiah and we were in chapters 16 17 and 18 Um, there was a lot of stuff in these chapters um what i got out of it um i got something out of every single chapter for jeremiah 16 um the lord found out the people of israel were sinning and they were turning a blind eye to it and they thought if they turned a blind eye to it that God wouldn't see it either and he would just be okay with it because if they didn't see it he didn't see it but that's not the case because God sees everything yeah it makes me think of when a small kid breaks a toy and they don't want to get in trouble and so they hide it from their parents but in reality their parents know yeah they know they'll find it eventually but God knows before it even happens oh yeah because he knows he knows everything And then in Jeremiah 17, verses 5 and 7 basically say, if you put your trust in humans, you will be cursed. But if you put your trust in the Lord, you will be blessed. And that's basically just saying, just trust him and not trust. I mean, not not to trust other people, but like trust him more and like just be encouraged by what he has to say. And then verses 9 and 10 is God knows your true intentions. And he knows like, even if you act like good and like, rightfully towards him but you have a bad heart about it he knows that and he it's just he knows everything i highlighted verse 9 which says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure who can understand it so it's basically saying sin is terminal there's no cure but god has a solution he offers to remove the terminally sinful heart which is the heart of stone and replaces it with a new heart which is a heart of flesh. Yeah, and then also in this chapter, it talks about how the people were entering the city on the Sabbath day and going to work and not to worship, and they came to realize that making money is more important than worshiping, which is not true because it's the Sabbath day. You're not supposed to be working. You're just supposed to be worshiping and resting, and it's your day to recoup and just be able to be with God. Exactly. And then you actually had something for verse or chapter 18. Yeah, I did. Um, I highlighted verse eight. Yeah, verse eight. And it goes on to say, if and if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And then I just wrote mercy three times, which because I'm all about the repetitiveness. It's completely in his nature that to just forgive and give mercy and give grace. And he promises to respond to prayer. Mm-hmm. And when people bring their prayers to, and troubles to God. So like even in the face of Judah's completely deserved judgment, God demonstrates his true character. Of being like merciful and And being, forgiving yeah. and just loving and just being like, okay, thank you for just being honest with me. Mm-hmm here is your forgiveness like we are all gonna sin and we're all gonna 
do bad things but like as long if we ask for forgiveness god is going to give it to us there's like there's no circumstance where he won't forgive us if we just ask for it exactly and then on this day we also go into first thessalonians chapter four and five chapter four was pretty much about god wants you to live in a way that pleases him and if you already live a life that pleases him he wants you to find more ways to make it like yeah more obvious that you please him and that you worship him and that he is your god and like you live your life for him and then in chapter five it basically says the day when the lord saves us will come unexpectedly like nobody's gonna know when he comes and he's gonna save us all i mean there will be kind of ideas and hints and just pointers of reading revelation you'll find just ideas of what it's going to look like but nobody will know exactly the exact time when he's coming yeah and i didn't get anything out of psalms 81 but you did i did i love me some psalms i'm a bit strange (laughs) um i highlighted i don't remember which verse i highlighted but i went into i kind of dove into the concept of the heavy basket which it symbolizes the weight that the Israelites carried when they were slaves in Egypt. And that's in verse 11 and 12. God gave the Israelites into their stubborn nature and into their stubborn stubborn hearts. But the thing is, is he gave them plenty of room for, to come to him for grace. Mm -hmm. He gave them ample evidence of his grace and power, yet they repeatedly chose to not submit to him and not just be like okay god i give you all mm-hmm. but they weren't listening to no. him and he, and we're no he different warned today. them we are yeah. no different today history repeats itself it's just like on a loop yeah. if you look through history and all of the history books and just read the history of the bible we're doing the same things that they're doing but the difference is, is we have the internet, we have social media that yeah. makes it even crazier and harder. Yeah, like there's more temptation there and there's mm-hmm. more distraction and like, you know, like you're doing your one year Bible on your phone and the notification pops up and you get distracted and you go check that notification and it's just, you go off on the wrong path yeah. and it's very distracting. Yeah. For me, I read it through like my physical Bible and I turn my phone on, do not disturb, mm-hmm. and throw my phone in my sock drawer or something. Yeah. Just because I, I don't want it, I don't want it in my view. Mm-hmm. My laptop is closed, it's pushed to the side. So for me, I think the most important thing is just being as close to God as possible and just being in the silence. Yes. Because being in the silence with no distraction. I feel like is when you become closest to God. It really is because you're able to hear him and like, like even when you're in silence, your mind can still be loud, but you have to learn how to quiet your mind and just be able to listen to him and listen to his word and his advice and where he wants you to go or else you're just going to go on the wrong path. Like it, it doesn't take much to go off on the wrong path. It's just that simple notification that you get. And oh, exactly. It's just a tangent. Oh Yeah. And then Proverbs 25, Proverbs is filled with a ton of advice and it's just, it's there to help, but not today. It didn't, unless that you got one, something that out one of was, it. 
That one was a little bit difficult. It talks about dining at the house of a prominent religious leader, and Jesus used this teaching of this proverb to rebuke guests who sought places of honor Mm -hmm. at the host table. So basically saying, oh, I know who this host is. I should be able to sit like at the head of the table. Right. But in reality, it's teaching us to be more humble and just Mm -hmm. kind of learning to know our place and kind of earning that respect and earning that honor because Mm -hmm. nobody is born into just deserving of all of this honor right. even honor if you're earned. born into royalty yeah honor is earned it you have to earn it you have to work for it it's hard work yeah honor and, and respect is earned mm-hmm. and you really have to humble yourself in situations like that like if you're gonna go to somebody's house and you know them don't assume that you're like their best friend just humble yourself and be like oh yeah i'm a friend like yeah you're still a guest you don't own the house mm-hmm. right Well, that is it for today. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time.